0: Welcome to the job pod with your host, Elijah jobs, careers, and everything in between conversations with experts from searching to success. Nicole, thanks for joining job pod. See you're prepared. Uh, you had some tech support join you and the whole crew to get you set up for this big event. Appreciate you joining job pod.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, I appreciate the invite. And, uh, yes, I have a very supportive team and they knew that I was excited about doing my first podcast oh. so I think they all jumped in to make sure I was comfortable and had their few words of wisdom. So trying I'm right. to
0: I'll give you all the tough questions uh, first time, and, and then uh, maybe yeah. they'll uh, – I picture you all at some point getting around, get around a break or when you're waiting for uh, parts to come in, uh, maybe you'll hollow around, listen to Nicole and how she does as uh, the representative of Island Elevator. What do you think? Good idea? No? Uh-
1: yeah excellent um i'm one of the representatives and uh, yes definitely listen to me in the background going oh my god where are my parts i need to take care of my customers yeah. um uh, this is a very uh customer centric position um uh, so, it's, it's very you know parts to field and uh basically building customer relations with the company
0: it, it feels like you're building a lot of uh, employee relationships uh, with the company because you seem to enjoy uh, forcing your, your co-workers to take selfies with you on the road <laughs> on LinkedIn. Is, is, do they mind? Like, do they just kind of tolerate it or did they enjoy that camaraderie?
1: Uh, you know, believe it or not, I have to say that I felt very well accepted when I came in. I've only been with the company about four months now. And I I worked in the realm of residential elevators, whereas now I'm in service operations. So I am doing heavy dispatching and I do have to relate to the guys in the field. And you know, as somebody new coming on and dispatching and these guys having umpteen years of experience in the field, I had to build relationships with them. It's almost like I have to build my stripes, right? So um, they've been just wonderful about the selfies. There's a couple that are like, all day long, there's a couple like no way in hell and I'm like, see you later, no problem. Uh, it's never a pressure. If they are happy to take it, great. I have a nice picture I'm gonna post a little later.
0: Right. This
1: wonderful company, gave everyone a honey baked ham and a nice gift card to a supermarket and uh, some of the guys were willing to play along and take a picture with the ham. That's so, good. Yeah. Right.
0: It's, are any chefs, um Uh, on the field that would be willing to to cook the turkey for the team or is it or or ham is everybody on their own
1: um it's funny you should say that I think everybody's on their own but I overheard one of the technicians telling another one this morning hey Cliff I'm gonna drop my ham off at your house right like last year you're gonna your wife's gonna cook it for me right (laughs) (laughs) Like you guys are too funny um I actually am not going to be here for Thanksgiving. I'm I'm going to be back home in Trinidad, so mm, my ham's going nice. to have to wait. Uh, we actually don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Trinidad, but I'll celebrate it when I come back. Sure. And, um, I probably shouldn't say this on air because some people are going to be like, "Don't like anymore." Um, I'm not a turkey girl. I'm just oh, not.
0: You're splitting teams here. This I is. Know. Uh, is ham okay? A do do, particular food that you like to celebrate uh, whenever you celebrate?
1: Definitely ham. Um, Trinidad is yeah. big on ham. Christmas time. You now a lot of people do ham for Easter, but uh, Trinidad is big on pork. Period. Yeah. So turkey is not something yeah. that I think is very rampant there. Honestly, duck. Yes. Oh yeah. But definitely not turkey.
0: We can be friends then. Um, Will I uh, remove you from my, will you get rid of me from your friends list if I say pineapple is okay on ham or is this? No, no way.
1: Pineapples
0: on ham? Yeah, Yeah. is that strange for you?
1: That's the only way to do it.
0: Oh good, so we're just Canadians here aren't the weird ones, that's good. I feel better.
1: You have to score the ham, you have to put your pineapples your cloves and yeah. then you have to stick a little cherry with a toothpick in the middle of the rings of pineapples. That's how you do
0: a ham. Sounds like heaven. How is <laughs> uh, if if Cliff is trying to to get people to cook the ham, is is it um, more of a uh, I don't want to say family. That's not you have your own families, right? But it sounds like a good vibe, good people, good teammates. Um, you get along, um, and I'm wondering if it, it's it was harder uh, to start off at this team, you know, being. Uh, female, right? And that's always a question I have. There's usually male-centric jobs, I guess, with the heavy trades and the the things that not everybody likes to do. Did you find any struggles or did you just kind of jump in, share some ham, and you're off to the races?
1: (laughs) Uh, First of all, I have to correct only that Mike wanted Cliff to cook the ham because he'll kill me when they hear this. Um, And then, (laughs) (laughs) second of all, um, I have to say I did not face that much hair and I was apprehensive. Um, My last company that I worked in was also an elevator company. But prior to that, I worked in stone fabrication uh, as a project manager. Now that was my first real taste of getting into some sort of a construction industry um, that was male dominated. And uh, I wanna say, yes, I was younger, less experienced, less... um, sure of myself personally. So stepping into that role was difficult. I've kind of built it over the last eight years where I feel a lot more grounded in my knowledge and uh, basically in my ability to um, relate and identify with people. So I think I kind of brought that here with me. Uh, I may not have as much product knowledge, but the attitude that I have that I just wanna learn. I wanna see, I wanna touch, I wanna feel. Um, you know, they're telling me a car shut down. I want to know why I would jump and Google and look at things. Um, and then I'll spew things out, you know, like, how do you know this? Cause I'm interested. I look, I learn, I ask questions. Um, and I think that that has gone a really long way towards, you know, it not being almost gender biased in my role and what I do.
0: And that's so, easier to earn respect. I guess if you take the time to care about what they do, they're going to repay that, right?
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, just as, you know, we're building empathy from the office standpoint in the field of what these guys are facing every day, and, you know, just the importance of what they actually do and how much they impact, you know, our clientele. On the flip side, now, when we have our monthly operations meeting, and I am able to address the service guys and some of the things they do or don't do that could in turn um you know help the flow of things better in the office because I feel like we're the field support staff. So um it's empathy building both ways. And I feel so much of a almost connectivity uh, between both. So when everybody is together it's a team. Everybody's talking to everybody. Everybody's laughing. It's not like, you know, the office people are standing on one side of the room and the, the technicians are standing on the other side. It is totally not like that. Uh, and I love it. It's like everybody's just on the same playing field, um, teaching, learning, um, and just basically being there for each other. It's a really good company culture here. Again, yeah. something different than I've experienced um the everybody's very positive uh the vibe is always very i want to say low-key nobody's hounding down your neck to get things done you know nobody's um demanding you walk up to somebody and you say hey listen i need something done it's priority nice and quiet in five minutes you have it you tell them no big deal again in five days you have it um it's, I have to say, and I, I, maybe I'm being biased again, because it's my company. Now I could say it's my company. Yeah. Um, but I think I definitely found the place I'm going to retire. That,
0: yeah, that's that's sure. good.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm done for.
0: <laughs> is, is there a difference between project manager um, and operations manager for you? I know you used to work at Northeast as a project manager and for people laid off and you know, getting creative about what they're looking for. Uh, Is there similarities, differences, between the two types of jobs?
1: Um, You know, they definitely are. And the thing that I've learned is that titles carry very different weight in different companies. So when I worked at Northeast, I was a project manager. Um, Basically, Northeast handled uh, all the box store accounts like uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, a lot of the bigger construction companies for countertop installations. So it was a lot of front facing with the customers, uh, learning, uh, basically, you know how the whole fabrication process works, and again, there was in that role for me because I I made lead project manager two years later. It ended up being a lot of uh, networking. I was actually out at a lot of events. Um, when I moved on to the uh, elevator company before this one, I went in as a project coordinator that reported to a project manager. And I can tell you, I did 10 times more as a project coordinator there than I ever did as a lead project manager at Northeast. I don't know if it's the difference in the industries, um, difference in the product, but um, I would not say that there's a ton of relation between one and the other at all. Moving to the operation side of things now, which I think is always where I want it to be. I love it because to me, operations is not just about the product. The product's interchangeable. The skills that you bring with you isn't. You know, you have to be outgoing, people relatable, um, love helping people. Um, you know, just just always looking for ways to improve everything. That for me is what operations is. It's that person, that kind of. Looks to see where the hell's needed, and, push and pushes and pulls as needed to get everybody where we need to be.
0: With you being hands on, do you ever get a chance to try and help fix things on site, or do you have to be licensed um, to be able to take care of, you know, even the little stuff?
1: Oh no, you have to be you have to be a, a certified mechanic to work on an elevator. You definitely cannot go working on an elevator um, without the proper certifications. So I'm um, just saying goodbye to one of my co-workers and happy Thanksgiving to him. He's uh, on vacation next week as I am. So
0: it's good. Everybody's taking off for the, the, the American Thanksgiving. So that'll be good. Get a break, hopefully, unless the, there's a few folks on call. Um, do you get a few that uh, volunteer for these sort of weekends to take some calls? Or is it just a rotation as a fair uh, thing that you do? Yes.
1: We have a rotation. Um, Actually, we have an on-call rotation. I think it's every five weeks. So I actually have my week as well where I'm the on-call supervisor for seven days. And we have an on-call structure that's built out for, I believe, on the weekend, 7 a.m. to 7 Mm p.m. And then the next person goes on call from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. During the week, it's from 4 p.m. to 7 a.m. the next morning, so. Um. I was so nervous the first week. I I don't think I my phone was never an inch away from me. I turned up the <laughs> notification so loud yeah. that you know I I jumped out of my sleep. I was petrified that I was going to miss a call.
0: Now uh, you sleep. You don't sleep with the phone under your pillow anymore.
1: No, no. <laughs> it's it's gone to the foot of the bed now.
0: Yeah, it's and a little further very away. Volume, <laughs>
1: mm. so uh, my poor husband can sleep. Yeah. Um, but I, I had to get used to the fact that, yes, calls will come in, but if it's uh, a serious call like an entrapment, then the answering service is going to page me. Um, wow. So now that I've become more comfortable knowing that I'm not going to miss something, I might to get some sleep.
0: Do you find there's a lot of pressure uh, to get an uh, elevator up and running, especially you know in big cities?
1: Well, um, Allen Elevator, we only work on Long Island. We don't do the city under five boroughs. Okay. Um, I guess it really depends on on the nature of the problem. You know, I've I've dispatched um, technicians where they've gone to call the doors are sticking, and it's simple something as simple as the uh, rubber mat they have in the elevator got jammed in the door, or the the door tracks the sills are dirty, and and something was jamming up the doors. And yes, occasionally you're going to, you know, those situations where there's a leaking seal um, and you got to replace it. And, you know, that could be an eight-hour team thing. You got to get measurements on the parts in. And then, of course, there's always shipping nightmares these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could turn, you know, getting an elevator up and running into a day or two, which when you have a building with, you know, several cars it's okay but when you have a building with one elevator you know that's a problem so for sure yeah we definitely keep a lot on stock on hand um so that helps tremendously and our purchasing agent has a really good relationship with our vendors helps (laughs) oh yes every little bit helps i mean time is money we know that and it's not even time is money from our standpoint so much but it's time is money from you know, our clients, our property managers, it comes down on their head. They may not be on site, but mm-hmm. they're managing these properties. You right. know, then you speak to the superintendent to set everything up, and he's the one that's really getting harassed from all the tenants, you know. So, um, yeah, there's there's a great sense of urgency when a car is shut down to get that up. It's kind of like that takes priority over everything else.
0: Makes sense. Do you find there's, um stereotypes that uh, kind of drive you nuts in the elevator industry especially with your trades people um is there kind of things that people look at uh say trades people differently even though you know they're pros and experts do a great job
1: you mean like how's
0: everything today hey you know up and down like that or yeah or is there is do you find that the trades people on your team aren't uh, looked at, you know, compared compared to I don't know, to bankers or office workers, things like that. Is there a different um, way that they're treated? Do you find, um, or is it that they're treated as uh, gold? I guess because they save the day and fix the elevator. I think
1: within their trade, within our industry, everybody um, treats everyone like gold. Yeah. And I think the long-standing loyal customers that understand what we do for them every day uh, also see and respect that. Um, there was recently a post that came on on LinkedIn about um, the top uh, respectable jobs, basically. Um, and then there were the jobs that were the least respectable, which, you know, were, were blue-collar workers. And it was really hard for me to read that post. Uh, I actually did repost it uh, with something pretty much very simple, and I said, you know, blue collared workers are the blue of our sky and the blue of our ocean, they the blue of the world. You know, people might run a lot from their offices, but men and women are out there building this world with their hands. Yes. You know, I may not get to go out there and, you know, um, put in, uh, uh, let's say, brackets in a shaft. or or even, you know, put together an elevator sling. But I am here supporting the people that do. So I think that that is, you know, is that something that we need to change as a world in terms of mindset? That no one job is actually worth less than any other. You might take home six figures and somebody else might take home $30,000 a year. But that person taking home that thirty thousand dollars a year—that's ringing up that register—you won't have anybody to cash you out if somebody wasn't doing it. Yes. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned in this industry, I can't see how anybody, even not being familiar with it, cannot have, you know, tremendous respect for the men and women out there doing this. You know, it's it takes a certain kind of person, I think to be able to subject themselves to um, certain situations where their discomfort is is a thing at the back of their mind because prominence in their mind is getting their job done. You could be standing in a pit with two feet of a mixture of water and oil. I mean, that's gross. Who wants to do that? But you know, what's the flip side? That car doesn't run. A hundred people don't get to ride it and they have to run up four flights of stairs. So somebody's gotta do the work. And uh, I, I just, I personally have a lot of respect, not just for the elevator mechanics and the people in this industry, but people in the construction industry as a whole.
0: Sounds like you have to be a little self selfless. Put yourself on the back burner. Yeah, get those people uh, going, right? Uh, moving and uh, back to the things they take for granted.
1: Yes, and it's true, people do take a lot for granted. Um, You know, when you think about this industry, it's not just about getting people, you know, uh, up for flights, let's say, but, you know, what about the person that's handicapped? You know, what about the person that's living, you know, um, in a building and and they have an elderly one with them? So, um, incidentally, I actually have customers that call in and tell me. I need you to get here to fix my elevator because my, my dog rides it. Listen, I'm no one to judge. I have a dog and I love him to death. So if it's important to you that your elevator is working so your dog could go upstairs with you, I'm completely fine with that. But um, this 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 you know, this trade's never going to go anywhere. No. Uh, the will is running out of room. Where you think we're building? We're going to build up. So There's always going to be a need for what we
0: do. Jobs, careers, and everything in between. Conversations with experts from searching to success.